Hello there, everybody. This is Joshua Holt coming for you live from Hadron, Mississippi, representing the This Is It music podcast. The first episode is kind of odd. I've tried doing this multiple times to no avail, but live and let live, live and let die, all that bullshit. Keep it going on. That's what you got to do. So today we got my boy in here, my boy, Bryce Ballinger. Welcome to the show, my brother. I'm honored to be the first guest. <laughs> so, can we talk about the talking points? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you're on NPR. Oh. No. Yeah. I'm, this is the second go-round. This is, I, is the second go-round. So I feel like this is going to be the winner. Yeah, I hope so. I, I close every other program out to make sure there's say, no this, interference. This is the same program. We yeah, same program. I close every other program. Okay. So, there's no. so all right. From last week we were talking about, you were talking about the music scene in Heisberg and just how you guys have accomplished so much. You and Eric Besk in mm-hmm. six months. So Wait, you were talking about. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was. I was talking. I was, like, like, I was just like, kind of, you were like, yeah, I really did accomplish that much. I, was, I guess, I guess so. Um, but yeah, we talking about uh, talking about how much you accomplished in six months. What do you think your goal is for Arabesque for this year? Because twenty seventeen just started. For this year, um, you know, since it's a full band writing the music now instead of just one person, um, we already have our little a few dates in Texas lined up. We have the release date for our single. We have the music video lined up to start shooting for that. So just within the next three months, all that's going to be going down. So after that, after we get back from Texas, um, we'll pl- probably play some, some local shows. But throughout the summer and probably August and September, you're not going to hear a word out of us. Not a peep. Not a, like, not a little boat No, not a single thing because that's when all four of us are getting together, hashing out all of the details for this second album because it's going to be like it's going to be all four of us this time and now that means more creative power but at the same time that means more obstacles to run into because you got to please all four instead of just one how it was last time so um, you're gonna like rent a lodge in some raw mississippi <laughs> Shit, <I laughs> play dark music all day <laughs> honestly um the concept for the album's already written the, the lyrics for the album are already written um just it's basically a time of uh, trying to get into that that mindset of what the subject matter is going to be, and I'm not going to reveal that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a concept album. It's it's a, it's something that we're going to be trying to get out to the ears of people, not just a hey, listen to my band because we're heavy as shit. Yeah. Not and that's not the that's not the goal of this this second release. It's actually you know get people kind of aware of a certain issue that we see that is uh, affecting way too many people of all. Um, let's say gender, skin colors, and just you know, just dispositions. So, um, so is it safe to say this will be your social justice warrior album? Not a social justice <laughs> warrior album because every single member in the band is like not a social justice warrior. I mean, I guess Evan, myself, are borderline feminists, but not not necessarily because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna subscribe to a label where I've seen plenty of assholes. So, um, but. It's it's just an album that we really want to release, and I mean, you know, because we've been there, dealt with that, and we just want to make it aware. We want to kind of try and team up with certain societies out there that are trying to fix what this subject matter will be about. Um, but it's going to take a lot of effort, not just for writing the music, but at the same time getting the artwork, getting the tone set for the album. Um, we're doing a completely revamping of our sound and our feel and like the tone of our band. So. Um, we're going to try and look more mature and, you know, kind of give off that more, you know, I guess, reserved vibe. But at the same time, um, I guess 
more grown up as a band instead of the uh, the music that we've been dealing with and the look that we've been <coughs> putting on for the past few months. So it's kind of uh, what I was saying was just kind of all over the place. But yeah, I mean, in the next six months, we're we're trying to do as much as we can without overworking ourselves. It seems like the way you're comparing it, it's, it reminds me of how much how actors have to kind of for certain roles have to go in the woodshed and just really get really deep in their persona. At least it's comparable to how like, you described it to kind of like how Heath Ledger uh, got for the Dark Knight had to put himself in that mindset of place to go for that kind of goal. So that's that's interesting that you guys are kind of going to that kind of actor's type of oh, mindset. Oh yeah, I mean because, you know, maybe not so much myself, but our vocalist is very much so uh, eccentric um, on the whole theatrics. Mm-hmm. Um, he's learning. He's still very new to it all. So he's, you know, his live performance is hit or miss sometimes as far as like what sticks with people and what doesn't. I will say that without him being here in full confidence because everybody needs improvement. He's one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, myself, I just need to, I don't know, just do, I feel like I need to do more for the band. So <laughs> I'm always feeling like I need to do more. So that's what that is. But you do so much. <laughs> <laughs> that's what everybody says. But, you know, from my, from my, for a lot of times people like that from their perspective, it's like never enough. So. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like um, this is a kind of backtracking to what we talked about earlier. But you're talking about how certain people put themselves like, kind of want to like fit into this mold of the music scene, mm-hmm. and and any area, not just Hattiesburg per se, not but just, just any area, any community. I've been in a lot of different music com- communities and seen a lot of the same stuff in each. Mm-hmm. When I first got here, like there was a, I didn't really know about the music scene here to be honest. But uh, as time grew on, I saw it, and I did want to fit in a slice. Sliver into that community, mm-hmm. but you come. I came to realize there's, I'm never gonna fit in that community. I just that's not who I am. No way, no way at all. Um, I mean that's a good thing. I mean, to to just fit into one musical genre and like one venue, one cer- one selection of a couple bands. I mean that's just lame. And if you're limiting yourself, you're never gonna go anywhere with your music. So. That's my viewpoint on it. I don't care if it hurts feelings. <laughs> if you're playing the same venue every week to the same people, the same music, nobody's going to give a shit after about two months. Bryce, I do like certain bands. And say like... <laughs> I, nah, dude. That goes for my own band. I mean... I mean, you, would you guys have, have stopped like, playing just like a tavern? You guys, We've like... never played Hattiesburg. <laughs> why is that? Why is that? best <laughs> never played Hattiesburg? That is, a, that is a running joke for us that we are never going to play Hattiesburg. Why? I don't know. Uh, me and Evan are really... Our humor is just completely down in the lowest depths of just, it's not even funny to anybody else but me and him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't plan on playing Hattiesburg unless a very big show uh, <laughs> presents itself because we just think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> to be started in the area and then yeah, never play to it. To be from an area and have never played your area. I mean, technically, we've played Biloxi twice and we played Ocean Springs once. That's only an hour and a half south of us, so that's our area. Mm-hmm. But the people at the venues here, <laughs> yeah, they're a lot different. <laughs> have no have no arabesque like pie to eat because no. you guys aren't playing it. I know, but you've seen us live before, and you're from Hattiesburg. A couple people from Hattiesburg have seen us live. It just so happens that more people in other states have <laughs> seen us live more than the people in our own state. We have played Louisiana, Tennessee, Alabama, and Florida, but we have barely played Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. Dude. That is, that is interesting. I never even thought about that. You guys have not really played in Hattiesburg. <laughs> it, it slips our minds sometimes when we're like, you know, we haven't played Hattiesburg yet. Yeah. And we feel like that would be a really great show. But, nah, not <laughs> yet. Yeah, not yet. That's just funny. That is... In the event that you do play Hattiesburg, do you know which, like, how you'd want the show to be? 
Like, this well, over-the-top banger? Of course we'd like it to be a banger. Honestly, I'm foreseeing uh, probably, like, a pre-release album. Mm-hmm. Like, a, you know, the second album pre-release show. If that would be our first Hattiesburg show, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that being because that would be a different arabesque. And the arabesque that you're seeing live now or have seen in the past is not what you're going to be seeing in the next six months. So It's all about that transition. If you, if you really like what we've been doing, don't hold on to it because it's we're definitely growing up from that. We're laying down the ground rules like we need to grow up as a band. And that's just how it's going to be. Musically, emotionally, and just personally as people. So, so Arabesque isn't gonna isn't a band to stay in one lane. No, hell no, <laughs> <laughs> hell no. We go in anybody's lane that we want to. I mean, you go in their lane and you take over their lane and tell them to get the fuck out of the <laughs> lane. <laughs> yeah, but without without being disrespectful, yeah. you know, we're not a disrespectful band unless you disrespect us. So, yeah. in the near future, can I expect an indie folk album from Arabesque? Dude, I hope so. I hope I get to play. This steel guitar and the I don't I don't know what I'll I don't know what I'll be doing but let's just hope. <laughs> keep those lanes open, Bryce. Dude, I love math folk. If any if what anybody f- out there wants to start a math folk band, <laughs> I would love to be a part of that. Uh, you gotta tell me what the fuck math folk is. It's like math, rock, and folk music. That's that's it. So it has like what maybe ten listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're all in Hattiesburg. <laughs> <laughs> So they're mean, all downtown wearing their vegan leather shoes and they're like button ups with not oh, all the buttons buttons. Oh dude, I literally today, like on Instagram, someone was like, We got these vegan high top shoes. <laughs> How the fuck are shoes vegan? <laughs> well no, I mean there's there's a way for shoes to be vegan, just no leather, no real leather. No I no, uh. I, I'm, I actually I make fun of people like that, but I wear I don't wear real leather. I just don't agree with real leather, so it means as a you like you, I roast myself <laughs> essentially. You destroyed vegans, but you were like in class, like on I'm, a whim, talking I, about veganism. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I roast other vegans because they're such pompous assholes. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I have no problem with vegans. You know, stay in their lane and don't try to, you know. So if you're trying to eat a chicken quesadilla, and a vegan's like, "Listen, sir," I'm like, "Yeah, after I eat this." <laughs> I mean. I would totally be a vegan if I could uh, do it right. <laughs> but me as a person, that's just, it's totally not natural for me to be able to do all that right. Mm. And it's way too expensive, so. How, how expensive is it? Uh, most vegans I know are poor. So they grow their own lettuce and tomatoes. So, yeah, I mean, it's just a, I tried it once and I thought, you know, I'm going to do this. And then I started getting malnourished. I just didn't do, I didn't do it right, so I don't want to go back to that until I have a full plan, you know, and a full like something to support that diet and that lifestyle. I can't really full fledged doing it because if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it full fledged. Like that's why I'd rather go like pescatarian. Yeah, it's a lot. My diet could use some help, but I definitely don't need to be vegan right now. So you may not choose to be vegan, Bryce, <laughs> but your body's telling you that you can't consume meat. No, it it it's, it needs it right now. I'm I'm such a fr- small person. I need I need meat. So, have you met anyone else in the Hasbro? Like, okay, not Hasbro per se, but people in the music scene who've inspired you or are doing things similar to you? Like, they're oh, young, heck, just coming up, you know. Oh heck yes! And it's just I'm a fanboy for this guy, and he's one of my best friends as well. Um, his name's Jeffrey Fisher, and that that son of a bitch. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, if you thought Arabesque was doing stuff like. You should take a look at the Arbitrary from New Orleans, Louisiana, and that they steal the fucking show. I'm going to get them on here at some point. Yeah, I mean, I'm serious. February 1st, we're bringing them to Hattiesburg along with Concepts, Macari, and the Devil Music Company, and 
you need to interview the arbitrary and because I book for them, I book their shows for them as far as like out of state. So I'm I'm helping them. I sent them out on a run to Pensacola, Florida, and Dauphin, Alabama, and then I booked their first show in Hattiesburg. Um, they were actually at a point in their career where they didn't know if they wanted to be a live performing band anymore. And Jeffrey told me after the show, he's like, "You just you just re kind of inspired us to keep playing live shows because we were going to play this one show and stop playing live." And if they haven't gained more fans in the past four to five months, I don't know. Like, it's it's been crazy. They've just been constantly picking up steam, and it's all because of how hard they work, how innovative how innovative I've seen them work, and it's just their music. They're a two piece instrumental band that just writes that most uplifting music you will ever listen to. And it's and it's awesome to listen to. And don't even get me started on like the live performance because it's even better. Dude, when I, when you the first concert you guys had of an arabesque, you know, the arbitrary was there. Yeah, they played with us. And I thought I was listening to music from like Lord of the Rings, like being played on guitar, pretty pretty much. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it's a you listen to their newest song, Glacial Tranquility. It's like that. Glacial Tranquility. Glacial Tranquility. Okay. They debuted on the Circle Pit on YouTube. Mm-hmm. To extend what I was talking about, I can definitely say like. After you started Witchdraw Productions, mm-hmm. it's just like I saw a swarm of people. Maybe it's because I'm friends with you on Facebook. This is probably why. But it's yeah. a swarm of people who are just like, just in a similar mindset, just doing similar ideas. Like we're starting a reproduction company, starting my own photography company, videography. Yeah. And it's there's so many people who I know from I'm from New Orleans who are just in this lane of not doing a damn thing, and it's so so just comfortable being not lazy, but definitely not. A, Achieving anything like worthwhile and saying like I can't do it because you know that's impossible. Well, you got you on the other hand coming out of here. It's not impossible. It's just it's gonna take work. You're lazy. That's <laughs> why you're not doing anything. You're lazy and you're un- you're not creative, and that's why you're not doing anything. So, because every person has the capacity, unless you're mentally like disabled. Every person has the capacity to be who they want to be. I mean, I'm not gonna tell you you're special because odds are you're probably not, but. I'm not special either. I've just worked for what I've done. There's one dude at McDonald's who is just being destro- who is being ripped into like listening to this at some point. Like he told me I'm not special. You're not special. <laughs> but I'm not special either, and mo- I-, I know very few special people. Um, just so happens, music has let me meet most of them. But uh, I'm just I'm just another person who is helping out in this you know small, fa- fairly small music community. That exists. That's that's just how I see it. All right. So, continuing on that note, Brycefer, who do you think is some of the best bands in Hattiesburg? All right. Um, none of them are metal. <laughs> so <laughs> that's you know that everybody would probably be like, yeah, Bryce, he's so involved with metal, and that's what he does. But I'm going to say the best bands out of Hattiesburg. You know, in in no particular order. So there's no like top five. But I'm going to name five bands that I think just really kill it. From Hattiesburg, and if I forget some, please tell me. But uh, the Devil Music Company really does it for me. I don't know how the hell they are not signed. I have tried to get them signed, and I don't know what went down with that. But um, them, um, and then they share no- they share members with another band called Harbor. That band is out of this world, oh, dude. Like, I dude, just they just toured. They just played in Canada. Canada. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about a Hattiesburg band that's doing stuff? Look at Harbor, okay? Because they just played Canada. I have a funny story about Harbor, just to like, just to kind of yeah, no problem. Just, just, um, so I was in a band called Theater Seven, which <laughs> oh god, I which love this story. is just it, it was it was an all right band, like we tried, but Electric so love. our <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's game. 
Who's <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam. It was just too good to be true. Yeah, so, so like, our, our, our drummer Colin, who was an amazing, fucking phenomenal drummer, is like, you got this gig coming up, and he's like, listen, dude, it's like, I'm leaving the band to like, I think it was playing for a church, but then he eventually joined Harbor. Yeah. And I will say that is probably the best decision he ever made because that band is fucking killing it. They went to Canada, New York City. Like, it's just awesome to see bands out there doing exactly what I want them to be doing. <laughs> like, so many Hattiesburg bands, I think, fall short of doing that. You know, Harbor is not one of those bands. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Heck no. Yeah. Um, so, it would have to be, you know, as I mentioned, Delamere is a company in Harbor. They kick ass. Um, another band, the Empty Handed Painters. Never, I've never seen them. I've heard of them. It's 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 just a an experience to see them live. I had them with the Arbitrary in their show in May, uh, back in May, and it's just such a like an ethereal experience seeing them live. You don't know what to really make of it because it's it's an amazing trio of like dudes, and it's just after they're done with it, it seems like they're larger than life when they're playing their music because it has such a full like all encompassing sound. But afterwards, they're just like three chill and silly dudes. It's just like. Nick, Steven, and Wit. It's, just, it's not the Empty Handed Painters. It's just Nick, Steven, and Wit. And uh, those guys kill it. I wish they would do more. But uh, it's just... They, I, I heard that their new album's coming out soon. They've got it recorded, and I'm really excited to see that. Um, let's see. Another band from Hattiesburg that I am really into. Um, let's see. I'd have to say... From a live perspective, Nauseans kills it, but they need to branch out. Dude, I, I'm going to give my purpose. Because if they branched out, people would freaking love that. Dude, I, all right, so um, they have, I think they have one song online, Out of State. That is not a good okay. representation <laughs> of Nauseans. Like, don't listen to that song. All right, listen, I love that song. I don't know what you're about. I love that song. It's awesome. Like, everyone I've showed it to fucking, like, eats that song up and is like, this is cake, nigga. They're like, no, they dude, dude it's awesome. Live, dude. I, listen, I, I know their stuff live is fucking phenomenal, but to hear that song, it, I'm going to say this. To hear them live, I was like, oh, it's a very interesting, kind of different kind of song, but to see that they could, tacker, to ta- they could tackle a standard type song, that was cool to me, too. Because that's a very kind of standard type of song out of state. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube by Nashians, and it's very... But the live show is fucking incredible, as you say. It's just way out of there, dude. They're definitely a band that is not doing enough. Like, out of state, technically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not to make a joke, but dude, I think that band could go some places just off their live performance and the talent, like the pure talent that they have. Um, one more band. Who am I missing? Um, you got VMAB. VMAB freaking rocks, but I don't want to like you know. I kind of did it with the Devil Music Company yeah. in Harbor, but if I had to choose between VMAB and the Empty Handed Painters, I'm gonna go with the Empty Handed Painters. Um, um, you got. Uh, let's see, the renders are cool, and I love them, mm. but that's not my favorite one. I'm missing one. I know I am. So let's, let's list off all the bands. We got Nashians. We got. Dude, um, you got an endless amount yeah, of punk peep. bands. <laughs> I mean, you don't the swarm. The swarm of them. You don't know who's and what and what's what. I mean, it's all the. I mean, let me think. Freaking sure, there's another band behind some dark gutter somewhere. Yeah, but. <laughs> somewhere. Like it's some band that hasn't been discovered in Hattiesburg yet that I'd probably love, but um, it's. I don't know. I think I'm missing another band. I'm sure we'll recall it at some point. Yeah, Stellatone rocks. Oh, I, I, I mean, s- but that's a given. So that's just an obvious one. Yeah, I'm gonna be doing. I love Deaf and Poor. I'm gonna be doing them tomorrow. Those are fucking. 
awesome. Hmm. Yeah, um, Davenport is a really good one too. Interview them tomorrow for their documentary they're releasing. Heck yeah. Yeah. So, would Arabesque ever try to release a documentary? Um, that's always something I've wanted to do. It's actually um something I plan on doing and getting a team kind of like surrounding us for a much bigger tour, probably like a two week long one if it ever gets to that point. But I would want I would want to have to pay them. So until we're able to, you know, you know, pay a couple of people for coming on tour with us and taking time out of their schedules to travel, a, you know, a couple of weeks across country and film us, then it's not going to happen. But, you know, as soon as I get the chance, I would love to do a tour documentary for us. What would you call it? Oh, God. Evan would probably want to call it some emo 2009 name, but I don't know what I would call it. Arabesque and the Whispers of Despair. <laughs> <laughs> The toxic masquerade. <laughs> no, I've I'd probably just put a date on it, and then <laughs> <laughs> you know I'd probably name it what we name the tour, and just call it the doc the documentary or of said tour name, Arabesque. Um, I'd call it. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to call it. I, I was thinking I have like a cool name, but you said like just the tour. I'm like you can call it Arabesque Made October. Like <laughs> yeah. lazy month. <laughs> Really, it's really inspiring just to see you guys succeed that much. I hope we can succeed more. That's, I mean, I do my part. Everybody in the band does their part. And it's really just up to, you know. God. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where I'm putting it. That's, we need a sign. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's really just on how we play our cards, I guess. Mm. Speaking of cards, you uh, you read tarot cards from time oh, to time, God. and I you get the worst reading. You fucking destroy every time you get to read. It's like Josh will be bankrupt for four weeks now. Josh, you're gonna be vanquished from this realm. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it picks on you. I'm like, sure there's a card that's gonna like have like hands and gonna say boy. It's yeah, <laughs> there's gonna be a card of you, and it's just gonna be like the roast. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I I read tarot cards, but I'm never gonna charge you for reading like some douche canoe, like. <laughs> acting like I'm a holier-than-thou person. I guess I'm just... That's just something I've always taken an interest in. I've been doing that type of stuff since I was 14 or 15. I was in herbology as a kid, mm-hmm. making my own things. You know, whether it be incenses and small little perfumes here and there, with like, just stuff from nature. And then, you know, kind of reading the tarot cards. And I'm not never going to be, like, a self-proclaimed, you know... Mystic. Yeah, hell no. That's so lame whenever I hear that. But I've met a lot of cringy people like that. But I just do that type of stuff because it's interesting and I feel like I'm a little bit more in tune with it than other stuff so I'll, I'll say one thing about me and you so when I first met you I had like this I think it was Ice Nine Kill shirt on and, oh, I wonder where that shirt is and I bet Ella Embry has my freaking shirt <laughs> <laughs> she, I mean Rose Tab <laughs> no I mean I bet she still has that shirt honestly that's the last person I think that has that shirt but, girls um, love taking band shirts that's all I'm gonna say I feel that but um yeah and I guess meeting you you like I guess people have this image of like oh he's gonna be really big in the to witchcraft and like he has like a, a necromonicon in his bathroom or some bullshit what? like that no, when that's so not who you are you're just very laid back you know you're, you're extremely laid back I guess so I mean I, I'll say this you're extremely laid back but if you're you're like if they push you in a corner you know you'll dest- you'll destroy a dude but for the most part you're just like yeah dude let's put on a show let's let's yeah. and you someone's like oh we have that money. <laughs> Boy and dudes, left have, and right. If I hear that you don't have that money for that touring band, I'm gonna roast you everywhere I can. 
Did you hear about Alexis Gordon? Some kid which I like didn't give a torn band money. Yo, yeah, I heard about that. Dude, that shit was hilarious. My friends were the band that didn't get paid for. Oh, which which band? Blood, Bloodline. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna put shows on, I'm just gonna say this, and you don't pay touring bands, you should probably get out of the game <laughs> because there you there we don't need you. We don't need more people not paying bands because there's already enough people out there trying to scam people out of their money. So I won't have it. I won't have any part of in that type of stuff. You know, there there has been a show. There has been an instance in which I didn't have the turnout mm-hmm. to a show that I needed in order to pay the band so I paid them everything that was came in through that night and then I PayPal'd them the rest of the money remember that um, that's your responsibility as a promoter I'm gonna ask you a question what is your opinion on the idea I know this doesn't really happen with you guys yeah. that much at Witch Trial but like a venue making a band pay to play pay to play as in selling in a certain amount of tickets yeah to play at the show and if they don't sell those tickets they have to pay the difference yeah I it depends on what show it is. If there's going to be a select group out there, if there's going to be like agents scouting bands out there and there's going to be labels scouting bands and different managers looking for new talent, then by all means, if the band will agree to that term, pay to play is fine. But if you're trying to just scam a band out of their freaking money just because you doubt your skills as a promoter in a venue, then you should like screw off because you're, you shouldn't be a part of this industry any more than the people that scam artists. So. Guys can sleep on their bills of indie dollars that these kids just made from working the pizza job. Yeah, like, <laughs> sleep seriously, tight. do you know what, like, some people go back to after they're done with touring? It's it's crazy. And it's not, it's not like, huge houses and nice cars. It's apartments and, like, cars with hundreds of thousands of miles on them, so. Or vans, for that matter. So. That's funny. All the bands you've introduced me to, these guys seem like such larger-than-life type individuals. And so I do know that they go back to regular like lives, apartments, and everything. But just for the moment I meet them, I'm like, I'm wow that these that these people are making this kind of very just bombastic type of music. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's a cool adjective. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just and just to hear like they're like, yeah, dude, and I can't pay off my car payment. I'm like, what? But you're so fucking cool. Yeah, and cool doesn't get you anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, it's. The music industry, whether unless you are at the high point of it, whether you're in the medium and the low, it's not going to be your career. Unless unless you are in a lot of different parts of it. If you're just in the performance side, good luck. I mean, it's 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 just a different world than it was five to ten years ago. How do you think it was five to ten years ago? A little bit easier. It wasn't much easier, but it was a little bit easier because you know, it's it just it's a whole amalgam of things. Whether it be from streaming services kind of taking more popularity than, you know, Amazon Music and iTunes and Google Play, those types of you know, music distributors. And then it's, you know, it's every from the, everything from those streaming services not doing as much to illegal downloading to, um, you know, labels claiming to have all these things and these services that they can provide bands, but really the labels are in just as much trouble as the bands are. And it's an over overinflation and oversaturation of the same thing too many people, too many ideas, but not enough creative and innovative ideas to really help out. Hmm. There's too many people thinking they can do whatever they want, when in reality we need less. We need less people in this music scene, I'm telling you. We, I mean, when people get really sad about bands breaking up and like people not being involved with it, I'm like, yeah, it's sad, but that's just less saturation in this music community. And it kind of makes way for more people to kind of give it a try. Do you think... 
um, in the Hattiesburg music scene that there is an oversaturation of a certain sound? Just in, not even just Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg is it's pretty much open to just about any music. But I mean, just about in every community, I see an oversaturation of just like bands that nobody gives a shit about. Like, I'm sorry, but your band shouldn't be. If your band is going to be something that you just think is a fun get together with your friends, like just play shows with your friends and for your friends. That's it. Play it in your house. Play it. Play it at your favorite venue every two weeks or so. But for bands out there that are constantly striving to do something with them with their music and like getting out there to try and reach a broader crowd and try and make this into a living, please don't get in our way because we are actually trying our best. And just to have just these an army of just little bands that just like to jam out with each other, that's, I'm, I'm sorry, but I can't really respect you more than these bands that are actually putting in work, so. So you're telling me you don't respect <laughs> the, the dudes who are in their 40s who are just still striving to... <laughs> that's another thing, like, guys... After you reach the age of 30 or a little bit above that, if, if your local band still hasn't gone anywhere, please quit. <laughs> because as with anything, it advances and it please. progresses. It progresses because people my age don't really care anymore about that. It, it has changed in the 20 years that you've been in your band. Like Unless you've been touring and you're just kind of jamming out locally from time to time, that's a different story. I don't care how old you are. You can be 80 as long as you're still doing something great with your music. There's there was one band that um that was it. I don't I don't know. No, this wasn't a Wichita show. No. No, this wasn't a Wichita show. I just believe it was when you were still with Bad Wolf Records, which is the record label you used to represent. Rabbit Wolf Pack? Yeah, Rabbit Wolf yeah, Pack. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. not Bad Wolf. That's I'm Bad Wolf. Bad Wolf. Right? But um it was some band cuz I remember like the band uh was the band that played there was a fucking slip in my mind. Kind of punk type of band, guy with face tattoo, ripped the shit up in the, in the, in the tavern. Oh my god, I don't remember that. What is that? You, you remember, um, dude, we were, remember, me and you, like, Zach was there, but like, set the stun. Set the stun. Nice. Those are my boys, man. Like, those are those guys are from California. That's a touring band that you need to, like, keep your eye on, man. Like, what is your opinion on set the stun? Because I have my own. I just want to hear other people. They are, they are a unique, they are a unique group of individuals. And that's, that's all I'm going to say. Set to stun. Listen, I've seen a lot of concerts that have been very half-assed, where people don't give this certain type of energy that they do because they're playing a different kind of venue. Like I've been to con, like a, like I've seen children. I'm like, man, this sucks. And you were playing to a large amount of people. Those guys were playing to not like an extremely like large amount of people, and they fucking brought the house down. Every other band that night should have been competing. Like they they should have had their shit together because Shet the Stun brought the house down. I think those guys are fucking wonderful, wonderful. Shet the Stun is notorious for breaking shit during their live performances, whether it be equipment or themselves. That dude literally took the guitar and bashed it in the ground, and I was like, "What, what was the point of this?" But it was so fucking. It is it is punk to the max. People around here think they're punk. No, you're not. You gotta watch Shet the Stun because that's like that is the true essence of just punk rock. Uh, so I think the band remember there's like a there's a band playing with them I, I, I think they're playing with them like it's like an old type of band like these dudes look like they're in the 40s like, like a southern metal Temple band. yeah Temple <laughs> oh yeah, yeah 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 that was a local band from Hattiesburg they've been broken up but that's that's I didn't really ever wasn't ever really a big fan of Temple it's kind of one of those bands that I was just like please stop <laughs> please leave they you're 40 they weren't bad but they just never strived to do anything more so your advice for bands is Always strive to do something more and don't just get don't comfortable. Just, don't be complacent at all with your band. If you think that you're set, you're not. <laughs> because 
the music industry is ever changing. You never know what's going to be the next the next biggest thing as far as sound appearance uh just what what really connects with people um it's not it's and it's not even about being the next biggest thing that's stupid i shouldn't even mention that but it's it's about trying to do your best to create create and innovate as much as possible with your band and don't stay in one spot stop staying in one spot good words to live by all right, so words of advice to live by. Don't ever be complacent in your area because complacency leads to Bryce's opinion. Disaster? Disaster is a little extreme. I guess complacency would just lead to nothing more than just being exactly what you are right now and never growing. All right, so speaking of growing, what does Witch Trial have coming up for the next couple of months? The next couple of months, we have a couple of like many, many little runs that I'm booking for bands. Um, whether it be Arabesque, The Arbitrary, or Stories Through Storms from Kansas. Um, sending them up north. I'm sending The Arbitrary to Texas in February. I'm sending Arabesque to Texas in February. Um, as far as shows, this Friday at the Boom Boom Room, we have Bungler, Keonashi, and Sabella. Um, it's the first show I've ever booked at the Boom Boom Room, so that's going to be tight. Looking forward to expanding there. Then we're throwing a house show for my friends from South Dakota and Earth Groans. That's going to be fun. Um, then at the Thirsty Hippo, we have two shows in February. We're putting Concepts, Macari, The Devil uh, Music Company, and The Arbitrary on February 1st. And then on February 20th, we're bringing my friends from uh, Long Island, New York, and Naona back, along with a really fantastic band that I've listened to from Pensacola called Luckily I'm the Hunter. That is, I've just listened to them in the next, last week, and I've been jamming that album every day. Um, in March... We have two bands from Canada, Angel Maker and Falsifier, accompanied by another two bands, Extortionist and Filth. We're bringing them down to Zeppelin's on March 23rd at Zeppelin's in Biloxi. And after March, it's I'm trying to focus a little bit more on booking runs for bands, really focusing on trying to get the arbitrary out of state and getting Arabesque out of state. Those are the two bands that I'm focusing down in the south. And then for June, I'm really focusing on getting Stories Through Storms out on about two weeks worth of touring. So, so there's gonna be an interview with uh, Kayanashi on uh, Friday. Abella, Sabella, Sabella, and they'll be playing on Friday. So, hope you guys can catch it, you guys can catch this interview. I'm gonna be right back there. Uh, thank you, Bryce, for coming in. It has been always it's always a pleasure. All right, you, thank my friend. you, and thank you for sure. No one's gonna hear this handshake, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, you guys, have a good night.